Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Racer Dude, and I'm joined by Zentor. This episode is sponsored by the First Armada. The First Armada is constantly pushing the envelope of Liberty Navy, always on the front lines. They're also in the lab trying to make Liberty Navy modern and exciting. The First Armada is also on the front line of uh, many recent server events. So check some of the events out, role play, faction information, and the links provided below. Uh, speaking of first hours, the Armada Zentor, uh, who do we have as our guest today? So leader and creator of the first Armada, we have Lemon joined with us today. Lemon is a big name here on Discovery. He joined some, somewhat slightly earlier than myself. But uh, without further ado, welcome Lemon. Tell us about yourself. What came, what brought you to Discovery and uh, what you've been up to lately? First of all, guys, thank you so much for having me. You know, I'm, I'm really amazed that someone actually takes their time to create something like a podcast, you know, put so much effort into it. So kudos for that. Uh, second of all, I know it's a topic That's later, fine. but um, I want to give a big shout out to Sam Dennis, the admin on Discovery Freelancer. And um, I know I saw a thread there that people are saying, oh, with deepest regrets, he's leaving. I actually spoke to him and you know what, he's done so much work uh, for us. He's, uh, he's not getting any younger. He's got GMS to run. So I really want to thank him for all the work he's done. He's taught me a lot as well. And I don't think we have to be sad for him leaving. I think uh, that we have to celebrate what he's done and really thank him. So if you are listening to this, go ahead, thank him in the thread. And that's basically the main thing. Now, I can go into talking about myself, yeah? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. And props for that yeah, shout yeah, out too. Absolutely. Definitely. And uh yeah, so this this uh time here, this is all about you, Lemon. How however much you want to talk about and how much you want to say uh you know about yourself with freelancer, yourself personally, whatever you want to talk about, the platform is Let's yours. Let's go, guys. Buddy. So basically I think I'm the, the typical corona child, you know. Um basically I was playing Dota, I was freaking addicted to that, and when Corona came, suddenly all my busy social life disappeared. So um I remember I used to play this game called Free answer back in the day so basically i reinstalled it uh i played the campaign in uh, vanilla and uh, then i was like oh hang on maybe i should explore after the campaign so i googled some uh, mods and i found discovery freelancer so i jumped in during covid 2020 uh, obviously in in about 20 minutes i was in the omicrons you know uh, shooting uh, gunboats and getting killed uh, so <laughs> it was pretty much my journey, you know, <laughs> I explored it and <laughs> yeah, then, um, basically I explored a lot of factions. I think my first faction were the Liberty Rogues are, are still active. So I think Hemlock and Lucas, if anyone knows them, they were the first people that took me under their wing. Well, and then basically I transitioned into Liberty Navy, later discovered Gallia. And that's pretty much it, you know. I'm a standard player who came in during COVID and still kind of enjoys the game. Right on, right on. So tell us about um, the factions, the area of play that you're really interested in, um, and the first Armada, your current okay. project. Well, so, um, okay, the, so first Armada is the current most active project. Uh, one thing I want to say that the first Armada isn't really my project, uh, of course, founded it and I sort of do the work there but uh, it's basically it has no high command uh, we have faction-wide voting we had actually a, a recruit mm. uh, Westo who plays in the core and stuff like that Felix uh, in first armada we gave a recruit complete control over our discord so basically I go to our crewman used to go to him was like oh can I change this hashtag and stuff like that uh, so yeah, so when we talk about the first Armada, we're not really talking about me. We are talking about Renegade. By the way, shout out for making your awesome intro. If you want to check him out, 
<laughs> if you guys want to thank him, join the first time out of Discord, join his DJing sessions because he's a professional DJ. Well, uh, what I mean, he basically does it very well. And you can listen to his DJing. Yeah, so the first Armada is not really my work. It's basically Westo, Renegade. Uh, we have some PVPers as well. Upjump, Phoenix, they came in for snaps and cups. Breeze, Orzo, Slykwin, Natasha, Sorin, all these guys, basically, Kustian. First Armada isn't one person. Uh, I have learned a lot by failing in my previous factions, and uh, especially in these really, really big ones. Uh, if you guys know about mm -hmm. the really big factions a big issue often comes that suddenly the uh, the high command becomes detached you stop even knowing who your like newcomers are you don't even know who they are suddenly a lot of the chat moves into the high command chat uh, you become detached so when it comes to the first armada it's, it should be the opposite like that we're trying to make basically a community project a lot of people chip in so for this one i can't take credit but for the faction i can take credit for absolutely is the front deliberation the gallia which zentor is a part of do you remember that faction zentor yeah, yeah, i think i do <laughs> <laughs> this was actually the the second real big one that i i interacted you with i i met you mostly through bms the borneo mining syndicate and off of that you were springboarding yeah. into gallia so um yeah flg was a big project yeah and... i'll Tells. Yeah, I remember FLG very well as as well because I was the first major uh, roleplay yeah, contract yeah, yeah. that you gave when I started oh, up yeah, uh, yeah, Constellation I absolutely, Express. I absolutely remember it. We, we we gave out so many contracts, and you know, I think yeah, where the the first Armada is uh, sort of like a, just a new take, new community uh, take on Liberty Navy, where we try to like help out the beginners and really wide wide interests, and it's been done before, right? It's been done in different places flg is the number one actually first ever maki official faction it was the first official faction that i actually brought to official dome and uh, zentor here has, has been a lot of help and uh, you know i'm still freaking proud that uh if you tell a random person on the server maki they think that's it's union course or they like ask you what the hell is that you know they have no idea what it is uh, <laughs> that we made it official and okay. we still last until this day. I think it's like a miracle. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it is definitely an achievement. And we had a shit, a ton of fun uh, in building it up too. And FLGs, uh, I mean, as all factions at Lemon really builds up, it takes a unique take on the RP, the gameplay, really gets a lot of people involved, so FLG yeah, was still is, by the way, we just project. got our SRP battleship. Haste, don't delete this if you're listening it, he, uh, listening to this. wants to delete the redemption from the game? Don't <laughs> yes, you freaking do, do it! We spent three years trying to get... What SRP? We were, by the way, we had a massive project. It was multiple projects, hundreds of... Literally hundred people, including you, by the way, Racer. They were in, included in this huge project where we were trying to... Uh, get Gali a little bit of balance because there's no unlawful battleships at all. Uh, so we were trying to fix that and all that effort for the ID mm -hmm. line got put into one SRP. So incredible massive overkill, uh, literally hundreds if not thousands of hours of work. Haste will delete our battleship so do not do this, you know, if there is one impact of this podcast that the battleship won't get deleted. <laughs> uh, other factions I'm in, so FLG is the number one, basically, my like hard thing. It will never fail as long as I live. Uh, <laughs> it's your baby. Basically my baby. Uh, apart from that, I'm also the one I see of Gallic Navy. Uh, <laughs> you can see I'm very involved in Gallia. Uh, there, I really had no ambition. Yep. I had no, I had zero ambition to actually lead that. Uh, my, uh, my basically pet in Gallia is the Gendarmerie. 
you guys. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but uh, basically, Gallic police. Uh, yes, but the thing is, in Gallia, there's no actual civilian police. The military just took over, and uh, gendarmes. Mm-hmm. They're basically are a military police, so they're fully enlisted. You have to go through all the whole shebang. And we're basically trying to work it out, trying to get them net as well on one uh, on dual ID on one faction. Yeah, it's basically just trying to keep Gallia alive. Then somehow I'm also the Kaiserliche Rheinwehr uh, uh, second in command, uh, Rheinwehr military. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How I got into this one? So shout out to my uh, RM buddies. Uh, basically, uh, the faction was dying, right? It's like an ancient faction, and there was this guy played Gunboats Darkstar, uh, who uh, taught me a lot in Discovery. Um, probably most people won't remember him. He was the Gunboat spammer. He taught me a lot. He basically uh, uh, showed me how to trade, how to PvP, how to do everything, basically. At the time when he was still playing, he asked me to join Rider Military. I was like, nah, I'm playing in Liberty, I don't care. Uh, but then I saw like, the faction is failing. People are like making other factions, putting them under the carpet. So I just came in, single-handedly like revived it, uh, brought a bunch of people in, and it's it's still alive and kicking. So that's the there's another faction. <laughs> then there's Union Course. I'm not in the HC for this one, but we also brought it to official dome with Kerti. So shout out to him. Shout out to Redcroft and Breeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have a couple of side projects, which is the Bretonia Rogue Rangers. Uh, do you guys know what the Mollies are? Heard yes. Yes, the Dubliners, the angry <laughs> Dubliners who are pissed about their gold problems. <laughs> the problem is everyone knows the Molise. Nobody plays them. That's that's like that's the terrible thing. So basically, just so they exist, just so people can log their ships once per year. I think every time someone joins the Bretonia Rogue Rangers, we're like, listen, we are very strict here. You have to log at least once per five years, or you're out. Okay. <laughs> I absolutely love your your RP character for the BRR though. I mean, he is. I, I just every single time I see a post with him, you know, I'm putting you know a smile on my face. So he speaks like that, right? So no. uh, basically, a lot of people have a pet peeve that uh, okay, they're they're based on like, this Irish stereotype, the Mollies. But again, we are in the future, you know, mm-hmm. thousands of years in the future. Bretonia isn't like monogamous. It's not a monolith, you know, uh, demographically speaking. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously, because I lived in Scotland and missed it, I wanted to meme as a Scottish accent character. <laughs> so I used the deeply, deeply devised uh, uh, objection that people had that uh, Molly's are only Irish and brought in this Scottish character. You can actually find the RP that I do is actually watered down. What I do is trying to make it a lot more readable than actual Scottish slang is. And uh, there is a website called Scots Translate. Online, you can actually find out. uh, Mm -hmm. You can translate normal English into Scottish slang. (laughs) So, yes. So this is what I actually (laughs) use, you know, and uh, it's basically just nostalgia. And then the last faction that I sort of care about is the Core Force. Honestly, uh, it was again, Core died, the official faction was just gone. We just wanted to keep it. I just like play my characters. I don't like flying alone. So <laughs> if I want to play a character, I'm just going to make a faction, you know? Like, so uh, Core Force is exactly this. Like, we don't really care if people log or not. And as long as the official Core faction exists, we don't really have to do much, you know? So, but yeah, those are my factions. As you can see, I like variety. Uh, I might be a little bit crazy running everything, you know, uh, and uh, pretty much that's like um, whenever when someone asks me, you know, why would you do this? Why are you helping the new players? 
are you making these events or trying to get these contracts? The, basically, what you have to understand is that my entire viewpoint on Disco is as a faction leader, as someone that tries to make regions active, factions active. Basically, most of the things that I do in Disco are going to be in the lens of, okay, is, is this going to like bring people in? Is this going to keep people in? Um, is it okay if I piss off some veterans, if like, some of the newer guys maybe have fun and stick around for longer? Uh, there's basically a lot of the controversy that I, mm-hmm. I bring in, you know, is pretty much trying to push the people that play the game. And especially as, as you guys, mm-hmm. as you guys probably know, yeah, as a faction leader, it's pretty tough to like keep people interested. Yeah, and it's true. You have been a controversial figure over the years, and I've always been one of those people on this side of the fence that sees that everything it seems like you do is generally geared at getting people together and getting people involved in things, and especially friendly for new players getting involved. And yeah, you've definitely ruffled some feathers over the years, but I think that your approach has been really good. And you're probably one of the most successful people that I have met on Discovery that has been able to uh, grow a player base in different regions of space that are underplayed. So absolutely props to you. And from our private talks, vi- <laughs> Vicious Jeff, who couldn't make There's it There's Jeff, by the way. I was is, looking forward to him. Uh, you, you, very... actually, you mentioned my character on your freaking podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's writing... He's writing. He's at work right now, but he says, "I wish I could be in the booth today." Big fan. Looking forward to listening when it's released. So, you guys, if you shout the out to that. Episode, I want to um, give shout yeah. out to Vicious Jeff. You know, he was telling us that he joined Discovery, and uh, he was flying on his Ajira in uh, in Gallia, and he happened to run into the one person who gives a single. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, children. Fuck about Gallic laws. Because we have the gendarmery, you know. <laughs> he, he, ran, he ran into me. He was like, oh, there was some co- sort of police, you know. And I actually have the MD to this day. And uh, I definitely remember him, you know. So I find it, uh, uh, Jeff, if you're listening to this, to the recording, I see you. Okay, this is just another newbie lowwood, you know. That <laughs> I could have shot you, but I just let you go. I took literally five units. <laughs> I jeer up white boxes, you know. I five units. It's like, are <laughs> ah, you going to ESL base anyway, you know. Whatever, just go. <laughs> I got my report right now. Well, I'm pretty sure you made a pretty positive <laughs> impact on him for yeah. sure. So. Yeah. So this is. I, I think. Uh, I think I will. This is why we'll never agree with uh, people that are either extreme RPers, you know, like very strict, or people that are very ex- mm-hmm. extreme PVPers because um, they they basically see themselves as uh, better than the other side, you know. The, the other side is right. a little bit worse than them. If someone focuses on RP, obviously, you know, if you play disco and only RP hardcore, make long paragraphs and everything's researched. If someone comes in and doesn't know like basic info card stuff, you will not like that. Same as when you PVP and you practice a lot, you will get frustrated at someone who mm-hmm. can't even hit a freaking snack, you know, in 30 minutes and you have to do all the work. Yeah. Uh, so I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't think it's possible to create a balance. I, God knows I tried. I keep failing. All the sides will understand each other, the casual players, the PVPers, the RPers, and stuff like that. You know, but I keep trying. And it's basically my lens on Discovery is to be somewhere in the middle, try to get the sides uh, to understand each other, and they will always be pissed. It can can be that, but I'm, I'm going to keep trying to actually make them understand the other one and maybe even fly together, you know? Yeah, say, absolutely. Well, good, good luck to that, because, yeah, each each side, they feel <laughs> like they're they're right, and, and that it has to be some kind of competition or some sort of argument when it, it doesn't have to be, yeah. you know? It's just, uh, how about we just 
play well together and have fun with this together. And if it means that, you know, you have to sit and actually role play instead of PVP, or if that means that you actually have to, you know, maybe water down your, your role play a little bit, or you might have to PVP right away instead of role play, you know, it seems like people really stick to their guns and, and don't like to see a compromise. You know, like pretty much this is just people play for fun. They come in, don't think about it as a job unless they unless they are a faction leader or an admin, you know, that has to think about like the impacts or death of what they do. Uh, people just do what they like, you know. I don't I don't think um, you just I tried many times, but uh, we make massive like in the first Armada, we had a big incentive, like 1.5 billion. So just people shoot shoot uh, fighting con just for winning, but for dying in con, you get money, right? You actually get in-game credits, <laughs> like codes, literally. And people like the PvP, like one of the snowstorm, if you listen listening, you know, <laughs> we had a big argument. It's like, oh, this is so stupid, you know, you should only reward wins. I was like, no, point is not to get you aces to practice. You sit in con all day. You, you live there, right? I'm, I'm, I'm here sitting here. <laughs> and to get the guys that uh, only power trade, you know, that uh, die in two seconds in a fight, to actually go and die in two seconds in con, actually put in some practice in, you know. You try those incentives, people get excited in the first few days, and then eventually some of them stick, most of them, though, they go back and stick to their RP power trading or, or other stuff. So I don't think the key is to make people do things that they don't want to do. I think the key is to just try to make the sides understand each other's point of view, you know? Just yeah, bring people understand. together. Yeah, exactly. I switched to check there. Not sure why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically try to try to get people to understand the other side, that they have different motivations, that uh, there's just no way that you can force a, a RPR to go ahead and practice in con and that's okay. You don't agree with them. You might avoid them, but that people will be okay with each other. That's basically like the goal that the ideal scenario that can happen. I don't think it's, we just can't force people doing what they don't want to do. Right, for sure. So moving right along, now we know a little bit about Lemon. Uh, we're going to jump into our forum topic. Probably not going to spend a ton of time on this, but did want to go over the hottest take on Disco, I guess, was this uh, post that came up yesterday by St. Dennis right before he took off. Um, this one was warning the community about the use of pulses as a means of regening power core. And uh, this generated quite a lot of hype, a lot of negativity. Um, kind of want to ask you guys what you thought about the the actual game mechanic, first of all, it as an exploit, and the reaction of the community um, to this post. So let me know. I'm a actually lot of wondering what you guys, before, before I talk, because I'm, I'm, I'm really like, um, I've been like, not this one, but this it's not just this in isolation, right? The community post, it basically pulls up on uh, the two sanctions uh, to Ninth Legion. So I'm wondering, what, what do you guys actually think? I, you know, uh, Zentor and Racer, what, do, what, do, what is your take on this one? On the warning itself or? Yeah, warning itself and the mechanic, you know? Like okay, the, so how should my take on this is, is this, as a game mechanic, has been in here as long as I've been here, as far as I know. And it, I've actually been in fights where people have, you know, purposely told me to shoot them so that they could regen their core. Like it was just something that I was familiar with as being part of the way things were. And to me, if it was actually an exploit, it should have been worked out of the game mechanics by now, in my opinion. Um, and so I'm not sure why this, I, I guess because there's been a series of sanctions recently that has led to this coming up as a warning. Um, but I think that 
if this exists as a game mechanic and it's it's something seen so negatively by staff, then it should have been fixed at this point. Uh, it should have been patched out. And um, the warning obviously kind of came across as a little strange the way it did. Um, I think that it shouldn't have been presented the way it was. And um, I don't see why this couldn't have been either either patched out or put into the rules itself. But I don't see that this would be a very good rule, in my opinion, because it's something that you can't hardly keep track of. You're just going to take different people's hearsay and whatnot. And I, I heard that some people were saying, well, maybe because a lot of people have been posting a lot more videos lately, that it's easier to find people doing it. But I don't think that it's it would be a very good rule. I think that we should try and focus on fixing it if it's um, a game mechanic we don't want to see. Mm-hmm. What if it can't be fixed? If it's if it's just like inherently into a game mechanic, what do you think is into? I mean, if it's inherently there, I don't think it's something you're going to be able to keep tracking and um, dealing with as a rule break because it's just going to be round and round and round. I, I see this coming up in every single uh, cap fight. And when you get a bunch of caps together, it's going to be really hard to keep track of those types of things. Um, and so I don't think that it should be made into a rule. Yeah, and I, I agree. A lot of your points, I, I agree too. Um, yeah, especially with those, the, you know, recently the big events going on where we, you got caps around and, you know, it's it's just so, I don't even know how you can track that. Um, you know, I, I just don't know the tools that admins and moderators have uh, to be able to, to track and see if it's happening. But um, I don't my, see how it can't be fixed either, though. Like well, from a dev perspective, if they can't fix it with balance, it it seems like it should definitely be a coding solution out there. Yeah, and I'm I'm with that too. And but again, you know, I don't I don't know a lot about coding, and I don't know a lot about like the the behind the scenes, you know, numbers and and letters that go into the game itself. So I don't, it, you know, might be something where maybe there is a fix, but by fixing that, it causes five more issues. Um, and they just haven't found a, a fix for those issues yet. So you know, it it could be a revolving door of 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 those things so um my my take on it, it it may be slightly controversial um we've we've talked about you know this topic as far as the actual the pulse um weapons re- regenerating the the power core um and i kind of take it to another um subject or another person um you know we talked about sally um this person sally i think everyone knows who sally is at this point and how they're always asking questions you know with the, with the rules and and different things like that I come from NASCAR and especially back in the day with, with NASCAR, um, you know, they, there was a lot of, uh, you know, gray area in the rules. Um, you know, if, if, if there's a rule that's worded this way, but you do something outside of the wording of that rule, they would do it. Um, and so there's a, a, a phrase in NASCAR says, don't be a rule breaker, be a rule maker. And so if you look at the NASCAR rule book, it's it's massive just because they have so many, so many rules. I could go on for hours, all sorts of different fun stories. But um, so in, in some regard, I I respect um, people that are able to find find these things, um, you know, and then people like Sally who are trying to find little niches and rules um, to to an extent, um, you know, if, you know, say this patch rolls out in a few months here, um, and it comes with new exploits with PVP or trading or mining, whatever it is. Um, I feel like there, there should definitely be, um, some guidance around that as far as if you see an exploit, don't do it. Um, you know, for, for sportsmanship and gamemanship of the game, just don't do it. Um, but also to your point, Zentor, after numerous patches and, and multiple years, this, 
this thing is still in the game to the point that fleets are actually using tactics around this exploit. Um, yeah, so, so I was literally introduced to Cap Combat, like that, that this was a game mechanic, not that it was an exploit. Like I didn't even know that this was seen as like a, a right. derogatory thing. So how would you, how would you have felt, Zantor, if suddenly one day you log onto your ship and all your guns are gone, and you look at the sanctions and warnings and found out you've been sanctioned? You know. Uh, yeah. So for this particular thing, I would be obviously perturbed and annoyed, and would want to talk to the admin about that because. I mean, especially in this situation, I, as far as I know, it's not written anywhere that it's something that you cannot do. And uh, so if it's not written anywhere, then I would obviously contest this issue completely and uh, would want that reversed until either A, it is put in stone as a rule, which, like I said, I don't think this particular situation is a very good a good example of making a rule off of it, um, or B, that it gets uh, patched out and... Uh, removed as the exploit that it is apparently so what if uh what if there's a a thread on the forum and in the rules or somewhere yeah uh known exploits um so things like the the power core regeneration with the pulse weapons or like power traders they um you know planet dive and and things like that what if there's just a list of known exploits um, it would have to be hard it's already there it's already there by the way okay it's already there like uh, you can't bump ships, uh, you can't uh, suicide trade and stuff like that. So basically, they can just add that, you know. Yeah. So, so when it comes are. to this, mm-hmm. some are, but like for example, this exploit, and I'm sure there's other right. exploits out there that are are yeah. not written down. Um, mm-hmm. What if what if the admins made like an actual bona fide list, like remove you know specific rules in in the rule book, you know, as far as like no pumping capital ships, you know, things like that. Instead, no use of exploits, the, you know, follow this list for known exploits, you know, things like that. So maybe not so much. Um, maybe not. So I think much. a simpler solution is a simpler solution is always a better one. And I don't think we should make players have to go, like go searching through lists of potential exploits. So I think it's something that if it's an exploit, if it's a game mechanic, we need to try and hard fix it. And if we can't, then like put it in stone as a rule someplace or in into the actual rules, so that there's one centralized you know information piece for all of these things. But if there's more and more and more exploits, I mean, if we have to dig to go find them, then I think that that's an issue. And you jump into way too many territories where people don't know, you know, and, and they don't have they shouldn't be made to look through pages of forums to find them. Yeah, and it's it's for sure like this this specific bug. Um, it it for sure is an issue. You, know, you can't have something like this for, for years and years, and then finally put the hammer down. Um, you know, but but definitely, I I think something should be out there for people. Um, like you, Zentor, when you first get introduced to to fleet combat, um, where you don't know, um, mm-hmm. you know, if if something you're you're doing something, you know, why why am I targeting my ally? You know, that. That should never be the case in any combat. So, um, yeah. you know, a place where you can look and like, oh, this is a known exploit. I can get sanctioned for this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, something like that. So, it'll, it'll help people not um, familiar. So what's with- your take on this, Lemon? Uh, well, <laughs> it's kind of difficult, isn't it? I mean, I think uh, for me, the, uh, first of all, this one will be, will be fixed. Um, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that uh, they will just hide remove uh, uh, draining power core with pulses, they will just remove it, which will remove also this. So it's not ideal, right? Uh, you will take away a legitimate feature, 
there. I use this almost every day. You know, when you shoot someone with pulses, it uh, it removes part of their power core. Uh, this is the side effect of that, so they will remove that, you know. But uh, yeah, th- th- this is uh, this is, by the way, uh, partly like people think Dennis left because of this. This was just a long time uh, burnout. We can talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, this has been like a big topic recently, and I'm not sure if you are aware, but it started with Alucard, uh, Nineth Legion. Yeah, I heard a got, little bit uh, about that. Yeah, basically what happened was that uh, he released his own video. First of all, I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think, uh, how? what should be the approach to people releasing their videos and then being sanctioned based on them, you know, without being talked to? Like, literally, he posts a video, second day he's sanctioned. Do you think it's okay? So they're being sanctioned for what? For content of the video? For yes, stuff that they, they do with the video? It happened, it happened twice that... Um, Basically, the exploit that uh, uh, they thought he was using is that uh, he would shoot weapon and then select some other object, you know. And what happens is that uh, from the third-person view, it seems like there's a massive desync. Like, you feel the projectile is uh, flying somewhere completely different, right? Mm-hmm. So they did this, there has been a massive uproar. They're like, oh, come on, like, he's doing it with, with pulses and... Uh, he was saying he didn't know about it, and eventually the sanction got like overturned. That's where the whole discussion started, right? This mm. exploit where there's a massive desync, and uh, for me, don't I, I don't have any concrete proof, but I always thought that this is part of the game, you know. Like you said in the NASCAR, some of the aces on cups, I, they always like they seem to be able to do this, and their heavy mortars would fly like completely somewhere else. I would get hit by them, you know. It wasn't just a small; it was like literally like. 30 degrees and I'm still hit by them and I saw like the uh, the aces do this and then I found out oh hang on I always like was asking them there must be some sort of method to this you guys are you are so good and I always like looked up to them oh you are pros you one of these tricks you know how to actually uh, make the big desync uh, and then I found out yeah everyone was saying no 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 there's nothing like this then I found out in the discussion, you know, that yeah, it actually exists. If you select a neutral object when you fire a, a projectile, it actually has a huge desync. Someone thinks that it flies, you know, 45 degrees. So uh, it's it's very tough. And then more and more started coming. Uh, then I think DTR got warned by this is I had no idea this exists. If you trade and you alt tap, uh, your ship will appear to jump in space, you know, for others. You know about this? Oh. I didn't know that, no. Yeah, they got yeah. warned for this. <laughs> it so happens to me once in a while, because I'm, yeah, because especially for, like, um, out in some systems where there's no trade lanes, um, I'll have it in windowed mode, uh, windowed mode, rather, and uh, I'll alt-tab, and sometimes, like, it'll it'll look like your screen is frozen. And so what it is, it's a, it's a desync from the server. And so if you were to look at my ship at that time, it would literally look like my ship is in one space or in one spot in space and not moving at all. And so when I click back to the window, it'll then be where I'm supposed to be. So am I, I might really then 20 K away. Yeah. So people use it. I, I try to, if I see that, I, I try to click back in the game real quick and I don't, I don't know the sequence of, of how to do it. It's just for me, it seems to randomly happen. So I, I try to, if I see it, I try to click back in the game real quick and then I'll tab out again. Um, but some people have it down to a science um, to where they're, once they get into a system, they, you know, go to, um, and then they'll do that. So then um, pirates won't be able to, to get them. I 
I didn't Holy know. Like, you know there's, the, there's the question here. Uh, I think this one will be fixed as well. I think Lars came to the chat and he says, okay, we'll be able to fix this one. So the ship will appear in the same place. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. If you don't have an extensive list of things like this one, you know, you never will realize someone actually cheated. I, I, I've seen this hundreds of times. Hundreds of times that I go into a system and someone, for example, you know, there's like these ORP grudges. Oh, we hate you pirates and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay. He, he disconnected. Oh, he had a, he had a lag, you know, oh, uh, didn't see anything by it. And it's been done to me like hundreds of times, right? And you don't even know about this. So you never think twice. You don't even like report them. And you do it yourself as well. as Exactly as you said, I, I have two monitors. I do something else when I trade because I'm not a maniac like you that would enjoy trading. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, my life is too short. I have to watch a show or something or do some work. Uh, so I'm always stopped. <laughs> I always jump in. <laughs> and then I'm also lazy, right? I don't want to print screen and then copy. I just, I, I had to, I have to, uh, if you check my DSAs, uh, like five times uh, during an interaction, I swap between full screen and, and a windowed mode because I uh, use my screen grabber that uploads directly, you know? So yeah, uh. that's the thing. If you if you don't know that uh, these are the exploits and you do them, then it happens to you what happened to Alucard, right? You basically, in good faith, you record yourself playing. Uh, you you basically do something you didn't know that you, you you weren't aware that this is something that's banned. You didn't even know that the mechanic exists. It happened to him twice in a row. Literally the same guy. First it was the desync thing when he was just uh, clicking random objects, uh, and then they mm -hmm. assumed that he must have a macro. Because uh, his uh, secondary, his primaries were chain firing a little bit too well. The pattern was the same. Now they're finding out that maybe it was like interrupted uh, pattern, you know. But this is the thing. These, I think these things, uh, if you can fix them, obviously priority. I think yeah, those two things will be fixed. The jumping of early losses, it will be fixed. And we'll do like the workaround uh, around the pulse thing by simply not removing the mechanic altogether. Basically nerf passes a little bit. Uh, but if you can't fix it, I, I think you just have to list it because people will just by accident. Uh, it will seem like they're doing it on purpose when they are not aware of that. You know, uh, you will never notice like like me hundreds of times. The, the same traders always jumped when I was around that. I was like, all right, you know, they must have disconnected. No big deal. I'll get them next time. You know, uh, but then you have a small like amount of population that is using these exploits in the game. And uh, everyone else is none the wiser. They have no idea it's happening to them. They might actually do it by accident, record themselves. And the people that know about this, they will then go ahead and report and sanction them, you know, like has happened. And I think this is this basically led the, uh, the, the community warning it led uh, into this. It wasn't in isolation. It was basically the admins weren't sure what to do because uh, negative if you put it into the rules that people will suddenly know how to do it, right? So if you have the default back, you put it in. Right. Suddenly, like, uh, uh, someone who comes from Rebirth, you know, the, the server that doesn't give a, a single damn about rules and stuff like that, they come in and they will suddenly be desyncing and do it again noobs who will never report them and stuff like that. I think it was, this is like a conundrum for the admins because they don't want to list it, so they are worried. Uh, you know, there, there can be sometimes paranoia and stuff, and people will be abusing it. We will have to, we have extra work on our hands that people will start reporting each other, you know, every time someone disconnects, you know. Right. So, uh, and there was a massive backlash, for me as well, by the way, because I know Alucard, and I basically believed him, and uh, they, they didn't talk mm -hmm. to him, they watched his YouTube video, they instantly banned him from for three months and took all his ships. 
know, like without even asking him, hey, like, are you aware of what you're doing, you know? And they did it again, you know, two weeks later with the macro, it's again being discussed. Again, it will probably be like lessened or uh, overturned because the evidence is not conclusive. Uh, basically, that led to the community warning. Right. I think, I think, uh, yeah, that this really good points here. Um, and I think that the, the lesson that we should definitely take away is that you should you should use the rules or you should a- administer the rules rather with good faith um, and assume that p- players are I mean I know that this can be really criticized but assume that players are you know doing things with good intentions and if they don't know then they don't know and you know you should at least try to communicate that better communication like you were saying that they were they lay down the hammer without really even communicating yeah. or asking him if he even was aware of the situation. So yeah, in those situations, you really got to just kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. I think at least, especially if they don't have a history of offenses. Especially if they post so, their own video, you know, um, and you aren't, you aren't 100% sure. You basically are using they in good faith, like record themselves playing. You're banning them anyway, right? Mm-hmm. You're banning them anyway. Why don't you? You know who they are. You watch their freaking YouTube channel. You know they posted. They like ask them, hey, what mm-hmm. the hell? If they can't explain, okay, bye. You know, like <laughs> it's, it's that simple. This is why the community right. was warned, guy, by the way. Well, I... This was it. I'm 90% sure that this was the process because when they they handed out to individual faction uh, sanctions like this, it was overturned. There was a massive backlash, like, okay, we can't we can't do it this way, right? And there was a actually a violation report on someone again from their own video. Uh, there was even hidden chat that was telling me, okay, shoot me, I'm going to recharge my core, you know, it was like hidden, it was a violation report mm-hmm. and uh, if the Alucard stuff didn't happen, they would just do a sanction to the person, they were like, okay this this, this somehow isn't working, let's try something different, and I just put it out warn the community, we're not going to say exactly what the exploit is you know, so they tried something different and <laughs> obviously mm-hmm. it backfired, uh, I think most of us probably agree that this this wasn't uh, fortunate. But I'm just telling you, I understand the thought process of the admins. They are just, as you said, sometimes it's not here. Uh, we don't have the good faith. They don't assume the good faith of the players. I was the worry that if you list those exploits, people will right. just exploit them around the clock, you know. They tried something different and it basically didn't work out, you know. That's, and they will, I'm for sure, they will change the approach going forward. And Certainly, that, and, that's and, something I never thought about as well, Lemon. What you're talking about, like if we do list them, then that gives a list of things for people to exploit. Um, you know, if they're not, you know, for whatever reason, if they're not good at PvP or whatever, yeah, you know, maybe maybe I might browse through that list to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe get a little better. But uh, you know, and Zentor, you you said something as well, you know, just about uh, you know, you doing these exploits and suddenly they're they're coming out with these sanctions and and bans and everything, and we. We've talked about it on the show before, discovery making big swings. You can't have something that is, you know, quote unquote, acceptable, you know, as far as a, a tactic or something that's being done in PvP. And then suddenly people start getting sanctions and warnings and bans for, for doing this thing. You can't do a big swing like that. There has to be some sort of program in place where you start putting out warnings and and. You know, well, kinda... on that same note, though, Ray, so you do have to consider the fact that perhaps some or all of the admins are not even aware that you're not aware that this, like, you know, St. Dennis, I don't think, as far as I'm aware, uh, does a lot of fleet combat. So oh, if no, he no. sees, you know, somebody in videos that are saying, like, hey, shoot me with your pulses, like, he might see that as nefarious, whereas somebody like me or Lemon, 
who, I mean, I don't do a lot of caps, but I was introduced to this tactic a long time ago. And I thought oh, you that it were? was just part I, of the I have game. no idea. What, what do you, is this like a secret underground bunker where you people tell each other these exploits? <laughs> is everyone so secretive? I never heard of a, a, any. All those recent exploits, I had no idea they exist, right? I didn't I mean, know anything about the rubber band thing. thing you were talking about, but I did know about the pulses. And, uh-huh. and so I... You know, my perspective coming into this is I thought that this was just part of the game mechanics that we were just all aware and and use, you know. And so somebody like Dennis might not know that. I mean, he he doesn't do cap fights. And, you know, he sees that. He's like, might jump to this is nefarious um, just because of his game perspective. And so, yeah, I think it comes down to communication and making sure that we're all like on the same page and assuming, especially if they don't have a history of rule breaks, that maybe they weren't aware that this is not acceptable. So and yeah, good point there. My rebuttal to that would be exactly what you said, communication. Um, you know, I, I totally understand that e- even me, like I'm not really into PVP circles. Once in a while, I'll, I'll do some PVP or I'll, I'll go to con, but um, for, you know, kind of medical reasons, I can't do a lot of PVP, at least for a long extended period of time. Um, so I'm not familiar with PVP, but I feel like as, as an admin and by extension, this goes to developers and moderators as well. Your job is to know what's going on within the community. So that means getting outside of your zone, getting outside of your wheelhouse at times, going out and talking to people and figuring out what it is that they're doing. Um, so that, you know, that where, you know, St. Dennis or whoever, um, you know, they don't do PVP or they don't do fleet combat. Um, I'm sorry, but that's, you know, at some point the, the player base needs to put a standard on, on the admin team, the, the staff team, because standards are put on us. We've got that rule book, um, but a standard needs to be put on staff. And, you know, once in a while they've got to get out of their shell and they've got to look around, see what's going on in the community. And that means having to do something you may not enjoy doing. Um, but you got to get into these circles. You have to figure out what people are doing. Um, and whether if, if that's, um, you know, creating a, a thread for, for, you know, developer feedback or game mechanic feedback, you know, whatever it is that they got to do, um, if they want to try to do it passive, but that's, that is something I, I, I find no excuse for that. You know, that's something going back similar to going back to NASCAR, you know, um, you know, they, they, they do inspections around these cars and, and there's officials that are walking around the garages all the time. And what they're looking for, they're looking for new things that teams are doing to their cars to get an unfair advantage. Admins. Sir, need to be doing but that same thing. I mean, we do have to give them a, a, a grain of, you know, the, like you're still might miss stuff, even if you did do all that. And I mean, this is, you know, their hobby. This isn't definitely not their job or whatever, but I mean, certainly talking to people and getting information and feedback is is super, super helpful. And I don't think the staff has ever really asked for enough feedback. It. But um, uh, I, I do think your um, your approach just now was maybe a little harsh. Um, we, we do want to, like, you know, if I became an admin right now, I wouldn't really change the, the part of the game that I normally operate within. Um, I would obviously want to listen to people as much as possible and i i do communicate a lot with the community but you know i i can't expect i i don't think that somebody should expect me to know about all the snub ins and out stuff because i don't do that stuff and even if i were to be an admin i mean i would try to become aware of what is being used and what's not but you know we do have to assume, like just assume the best about people i guess is is the takeaway yeah um, i don't think i uh, 
Yeah, if I if I can jump in, I think uh, first of all, when we talk about Dennis, and uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but uh, he plays Galia, and uh, I play Galia, and without uh, GMS, uh, FLG would never exist, you know, because <laughs> GMS right. are Galia. So I talk to him a lot. Um, I don't think this is it. I'm I'm pretty sure that he basically listened to Haste. He listened to the guys that actually do PvP, and they told him that this is an exploit, right? So and then he tries to mm-hmm. deal with it because he's the only actual real uh, active admin. And I think this is this has been this is why I think uh, first of all I don't really feel any like re- regrets with uh, Dennis leaving. I think that it's just natural. He just spent so much time, you know. His his birthday is coming up. He's literally the number one history uh, administrator in Discovery. No one will freaking replace them. Some people told me that his hundred thousand posts are uh, a joke, but I don't I, I don't think so. I want to believe, you know. I believe in Santa. I'm gonna believe in those hundred thousand posts that uh, he made on the forums. I think and, they are absolutely real, yeah. <laughs> and he's he's basically the he is the face of someone uh, who is listening to people completely outside of his circles. Uh, trust mm-hmm. me, I'm obviously big PvP uh, respawn event fan, right? And Dennis is the exact opposite. It's like, oh, <laughs> you people have fun there. Um, that's a, I was like, oh, Dennis, oh, that's awesome. We had like we had uh, in Omicron U, we had a 60 p- 60 people, you know, constant for over an hour, and it's like, oh yeah, 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 you kids have fun. You know, it sounds like fun start. <laughs> And, you know, it's like, oh, this, I, I, he's always, I hate these events. It's stupid. You know, why do you need, why do you need an event to play the game? Just play the game. Right. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. but uh, the thing is uh, that he always came, right. If you needed a plugin, uh, uh, Jeff would know this, that um, Dennis was the one who implemented the PVP plugin, something he completely like disagrees with. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. respawn PVP events is uh, the complete opposite of what Dennis does, but he was the guy listen to to jeff uh jeff helped us with the code by the way uh he came to him he implemented the code uh none of the mods came by the way we asked the mod, oh can you come another response just pm dennis oh yeah okay i come you know <laughs> just asking can you announce the response card <laughs> respawn end it's like oh I, I guess you are having fun or whatever and he went back to like gms trading you know i called him yeah. can you like end this event he's like yes <laughs> <laughs> I think that again, he is irreplaceable, but I don't think that people should like feel regrets. I do think that for him, I spoke to him that it is the natural time to just step down to to have fun. He's done enough for the community. He was the like the teacher in the kindergarten that uh, we didn't appreciate enough. You know, that's the role of the teachers. I think it's time for him to have fun. So again, one more time, I, I know I already said that. Don't say like, don't make the uh, leaving post from admin any about drama. Don't say like, oh, these bastards with these exploits. No, it was like a long-term thing. He deserves, you know, his retirement. Explain Galia and for FLG to hand them out uh, toilet paper, which he every time calls our propaganda that we give them, you know. <laughs> the toilet paper? <laughs> every time. Really? It's out I didn't know that. San Denis. <laughs> you know, uh, 90% of the people I uh, pirate in disco in San Denis. I know I should shoot them, but you know what? Uh, they always are so thankful. Thank you so much. I just needed this toilet paper when I had the yeah. propaganda. So yeah. So Sam Dennis, listen. Uh, appreciate him. Say Dennis has a great sense of humor. Exactly. Yeah. Appreciate him. Don't be sad that he's leaving. I think it's just the right time. Basically, uh, you know, I think it's time for someone else to take over. Will, will there be admins as good as him that can actually listen, be open, and be active as much as him? No, they won't be there. Uh, the admin team will be worse. He is irreplaceable. I don't think there should be any drama out of that. Simply say thank you, Tom Denise. It was the right time. God knows yeah. he's done. He's done enough. And 
every staff member goes through yeah. burnout, and he's he's had eight years of being an admin. <laughs> he went through heavy. So I respect. He was the heavy decision. If you if you scroll down to the heavy decision that almost all the like the developers were <laughs> were banned in that time. Sandinist was one of those like OGs that actually banned them. You know, so. He goes a really long <laughs> way back, and he still works with these people, you know. That's a a meme like to this day. <laughs> it is, and he still he still works with them. Like... So if you are an aspiring admin, listen, I know I know it's just for fun. I know it's fun to be edgy. We had we have so so many mods, you know. I won't name any names that they do the mod work, but they go into the chat, they troll, they have very polarized opinions, very simplistic opinions. Instead of asking questions, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I know it's for right. fun and this is your form of payment that you get to be edgy, but if you can, if you can find it a little bit, remember this old, old timer who was the most legendary admin in disco, who was asking questions, who was actually helping out uh, with his precious time with those idiotic respawn events. He would never play because it's the worst thing ever. I think that basically people like that, we need to keep the community going. Someone that uh, doesn't approve, doesn't enjoy what other, uh, the other people do. He doesn't want to do it, would never do it in a million years. But he understands it. And if he's on staff, he actually helps them out so they can have fun, even though he completely disagrees with the necessity of it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I think that he did a fantastic job in his time there. And, you know, nothing but thanks, thanks to him and respect. Uh, I do think that this particular topic got way yes, too much. Let's move on. Let's move on, guys. As Come forum on. topics we, we really too, do. Too much NASCAR, you know? Too, oh, way well, too much NASCAR today. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's never too much NASCAR we're talking about. We got to kick this on, guy right? off the I show. Tell me that, so the next um, topic is NASCAR, uh, right? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> on to the next topic. No, uh, actually, I have a uh, take on this here real quick, you know, just uh, as far as St. Dennis uh, specifically. Um, so I, I do echo what you guys are saying. Um, you know, anytime I, I started up a faction or had uh, any sort of request or um, even PMs, uh, St. Dennis, always within 24 hours, I can't think of uh, one time where it went a few days with, with nothing. Um you know, I, I felt like he was always kind of on the ball and, and really uh, a, a good for the community. Um, however, I, I don't think I quite get behind how he's uh, um, irreplaceable. Um, one of my takes about the community as a whole is, um, you know, recruiting people to the staff. I think there are people in this community that... Um, may may not be as good as saint dennis in some regards but may even be better in in other regards so i, I don't want to put like a um like this guy is the best and this guy is the best i think we all come um with a with a buffet of skills and, and traits that can be a good for the community and um you know if if, if it is burnout which i do agree with i i think the guy just just got burnt out and um i mean shoot even we as players we we get burnt out just from um dealing with with the the typical you know without saying names the, the typical people that um kind of sour the mood but uh you know to to that regard as well i think it would help to recruit um and bring more people into staff now does that mean have uh, a staff panel of, of 10 admins no we'll maybe have two or three top admins but then have people under that in a sub admin role that can pick up the slack of um, you know, or do the more mundane tasks of, of being an admin. Um, I think there is room to grow the, the staff team in discovery, which could alleviate some of that stress on, on admins and moderators and developers for that matter. Um, I rarely, well, certainly at the least, if it can increase our communication between 
the, yeah. everybody, that'd be great. Definitely. Yeah. Or even, um, you know, this is an idea that just, uh, you know, thought of earlier today, but even like a liaison role, you know, somebody, you know, you know, kind of going back to talking about um, admins being involved with with things outside of their circles. Well, maybe they have people on their staff that, um, okay, that's my PVP guy, that's my econ guy, that's my mining guy, and that's my science exploration guy. You know, um, maybe reach that's out. What to I these do with people. my feedback people. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, sh- I mean, shoot, Zentor, your your people is the community because you you reach out to everybody and and uh, I mean, but I mean, that's that's what you do, and then um, you do reach out to people outside of the circles as well. I think there needs to be overall more of that. So I think. Um, in this case, if that was done, maybe that means that St. Dennis would still be an admin. He doesn't feel as much burnout because he doesn't do as much. Or, you know, maybe he still leaves around this time because he's, uh, you know, he is just absolutely burnt out from doing this for eight years. But, uh, um, yeah, I definitely think there needs to be changes in the, the staff of the community, which would help, um, you know, with the hey, burnout. Start of recruiting staff. now. <laughs> yes, start <laughs> recruiting. Um, but, yes, I definitely echo what you guys said. I, I've I've had my own issues with St. Dennis. I won't. I won't talk about it on the show, but uh, um, I've I've had my issues with them. I felt like we were able to talk through them and and get through them. I definitely have my um, I'm critical about him, but hey, I'm critical about everybody, including myself. So, um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think this this should be like um, you know like a like a sad or angry moment. You know, I, I feel like this is one of those uh, moments where. You know, somebody great is going in retirement, but you know, quite honestly, I would not be surprised if the guy's back in a few months. I, I doubt it. You know, I really think maybe he just needs a break and then he'll come back. I really doubt it. Yeah. I just need to segue into the events. Is it is it the next topic? Yes, that is a good the next and topic. So I, was I will I will segue into this and um, I will talk about events. I think if you guys don't know, I've done a bunch of them. I work with all sorts of different admins, even Jeff that actually runs this podcast. Uh, and one thing is events and admins and events makers. Um, the the problem with being an admin and especially making events is it's a brutally thankless thing. You know, like mm-hmm. no matter what happens, every single event people will complain. Um, unlike oh, when yeah. you have a faction, when you're deaf, right? Like uh, when you're deaf, like Reeves talked about it. Listen, I'm a dev now, and I'm restarting Xenos, right? I'm adding like a. a Mine, uh, docking point, and obviously you start there because you know them. You are deaf. You start with that. But when you're an admin, you just hurl out negativity. You're like, "Oh, listen, you fucked up. You know, you use this exploit that Haste is telling me that I have to now sanction you for. You know, <laughs> it's my name out there. I'm putting out the, the actual sanction. Events are an extreme because uh, even if it's even if it is your own faction, um, the like conception of the big ones, that the ones that are actually successful, you have to think about a lot of variables. You have to uh, come together. Like Omicron, you had like five people working on that one, you know, uh, and it's pretty much never worth it. So I think that the staff turnaround is most brutal with events. We had Jami, probably don't remember him, guys. Tlapi uh, was doing an events. He said that he enjoys them, but he also like he's gone. Uh, we had other guys as well. But I think like four admins left that were active on events. You know, Skorak was the same. Like he got pissed because the feedback from for one event. You know, I think it was a big reason why he actually left. So when it comes to events, yeah. you need the people that are crazy enough to actually spend their time organize them. And uh, I'm sorry to be negative here, but if you're thinking about organizing events, it's it's not gonna be worth it for you. Okay. Doing it literally uh, for the community, it will never go the way uh, that you want it. 
Uh, but it's basically one of the most vital things, you know, you just, you just need people to do them. I'm not sure how to actually award them. I actually am really glad that what you're doing, Zentor, and what Haste is doing with making them easier uh, with the pop-up menus and stuff like that, that's definitely going to be better and better. But yeah, uh, events are vital. The biggest problem with events is the organizers find them who actually want to organize events and who will not burn out after a couple. It just happened every single time with admins especially. Oh, yeah, being an admin, it's very yeah. difficult. Events is the exhibit A of selfless, tedious uh, work where everything, uh, something will go wrong every single time. And that's why I don't think it's easy for the staff to find admins. They need to find someone active. They need to uh, find someone who will be balanced, who will listen to other people. For example, with Dennis, we disagreed many times. You always listen to me, right? Like, he listened to my point of view, you know? Mm-hmm. And as I told you, he even helped out with stuff he completely hates in the end, you know? God knows that we had many arguments as well. Uh, so you need someone like that. He has to be active and they have to basically be completely selfless and do this job. And events are some of the toughest things to do because there's so many variables you have to think about uh, that it's very tough to have like one, even one person doing them constantly. It's going to be tough. I'm not sure what the solution is there, but uh, yeah, I think that's that's the problem with admins because you get basically nothing for being an admin, you know? You have some sense of power, but you don't get any pixels. Uh, you don't get to change the game permanently. You know, it's like uh, when a dog pisses on the corner, that's what devs do and systems do, right? <laughs> Even though people, again, hate it and disagree with you, at least they have your mark on the game. I think that's the problem from admin respect, perspective. You have to trust people and have all these attributes that, you know, that they actually have to have, you know. So it's tough and events are the number one topic where it's showing that it's very difficult to get to people organizing them. Well, yeah, event it. event coordination is definitely a quick burnout path. Uh, what were you we going to say, Racer? Um, you know, just as far as what what Lem was talking about with uh, you know, doing admin work or events and how it's how it's thankless. Um, yeah, I mean that's uh, that's why it's special when uh, someone comes along and they they want to do the work because you know it's not really something that that you want to. do. It's not a glorious position. You're you're not going to receive. Um, you know, praised by everybody, you're going to piss some people off and um, <laughs> you're make some, some people unhappy. That That's just the nature of the beast. You yeah. have to do it because there's, there's something greater than yourself. And in this case, it's this game freelancer. It's the community. Um, that, that's what, it, that's the thing that is greater than yourself. So whether it's, you're doing public service, um, nonprofit organization work, um, you know, you're, uh, I can't think of the word, but, uh, Wow, I'm drawing a blank here. But where you you I'm go out a volunteer, volunteer you go out to or okay. yeah, got volunteer. Um, you know, you're not doing it necessarily for the thanks or, or for the uh, for the praise. You're doing it because you get altruistically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, but but even going to the point of of events and, and having admins, why not have like a sub admin role for that? You know that can. Do, that can said run this, the plug. I said this three years ago, like literally, like half a year. Yeah. Into I have also propped up this idea too. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's exactly directly coming, to haste. That's yeah. exactly coming to that to my point is yeah, you can have like you know two or three or four yeah. top top admins that are kind of like fitting the role of like the tunical Saint Dennis, um, Gary Jackson. He was here, yes, you know, exactly. f- filling filling those roles as kind of head of of community. Um, but have those sub roles where, you know, you, instead of reaching out to those guys right away, reach out to these other guys, because then what they can do is say, oh, OK, th- this is a good idea. Let me get a hold of, you know, whoever, St. Dennis. Let me get a hold of St. Dennis. Let me get approval. And then, you know, let, let's make this happen. Um, so now St. Dennis doesn't have to do the things 
um, you know, he could still focus on the more important things or even take a break, focus on his personal stuff. So, um, yeah, absolutely. 100%. There needs to be sub roles of admins and even moderators to that point. You know, there's no reason why, um, there can't be, uh, you know, people moderator roles, just, just fly around and check things out, you know, invisible, um, you know, and then they report to the main moderator staff. Uh, events, yeah. uh, events are the number one. Uh, the, the the thing is, this is why I, you know, like years ago, I I said that there should be an uh, events admin. Exactly what you say, Racer. That uh, they don't have to give a give a single crap about sanctions, right? They don't have to sanction mm -hmm. people. They don't have to do the admin. The problem is like if you become an admin and <laughs> there's so much work undone. Now basically ninety percent of admin work was done by Dennis, right? So now if they bring right. an admin in who can do it, they're like, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? Right? But Exactly, I agree. There should you. be a dedicated events admin. Yeah, and my previous freelancer server, there was one actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I pointed this out. And it's not just well, by that... the way, it's not just for the. Uh, it's not just like a lot of staff are thinking. Oh, if I'm going to be an events admin, I have to come up with events. I actually think that that's not the case at all. Now it actually spread out. Jeff, Jeff, that is not here, unfortunately. Uh, he has somewhat. Yeah, he got come back, man. Yeah, he somewhat <laughs> fulfilled the role of this recently. That players knew, you know. It, no official role. He was just like playing with the code. Uh, people knew mm -hmm. that they can come to him and he will write the calls for them. And then you had Dennis, he would just send it to him and Dennis just plugs it into the server, right? Yeah, so you could farm the creation of events to the community yes. and then your advanced admin will just be the guy to hook it up. Yeah, so people yeah. would know that if I want a community event, listen, I want a community event, a titan to come in you know in the middle of it because you know why not <laughs> you will know who to mm -hmm. actually go to so uh, basically community events if you wanted to would have as, as it happens again we started doing this with some of the response uh, but you would have some extra for example you spawn a pov and it would be a community event and you have one guy that would would not have to care take care of sanctions he would not have to warn people in bastier he'll only be there basically to this to facilitate player ideas come to him Help them out with the plugin. I know Zentor, you're doing great work on it actually being straightforward. So it, it can be uh, what Eraser said. After that is done, the interface where you don't have to code it in hard, hard code it in, uh, it will be easier to mm -hmm. done by a lot more people. To actually have someone who is dedicated to this, you know, and, and then if, for example, the, the POBs can't, uh, I know Einar is actually working on this. There are people on staff that are working on this. And they can reach out to someone, but they are the events coordinator you know, who can help them out with the technical side and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's absolutely necessary. Uh, they will probably burn out anyway, you know, <laughs> even though they work on only on events. It's just, it's like the dark arts teacher in the, in Harry Potter, you know, like, <laughs> that's how I feel like you become yeah. the events yeah. co co coordinator. You got to leave like within one semester, you're gone from discovery, not just quit the admin team, <laughs> far gone. This happened. I didn't get that yeah. reference right away. <laughs> So, yeah, I was actually, I was brought back in with haste uh, to the development team. To, I was trying to find this niche, actually, and part of why I was brought back was to spearhead events coordination. But immediately I, like, started tackling writing an events editor, which is what I'm working on at the moment. And that way we can actually plug these in a lot easier and quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but yes, I think that there should be somebody that's that's dedicated, that has the access that they need to create all this stuff and not have to like rely on another admin and uh, just be that go-to guy for, for coordinating these things. So and I wait to the, the, the word admin, like, especially with discovery, it's just, I don't know. It's, it, I equate it to like 
you know the sheriff or you know like something bad almost like the, the used principal, to be do you know, prefer game wanna... master the, the game, not game master but game master we had a few years back gms yeah. i prefer admins honestly i i don't think of it as the sheriff like you do so my previous my experience with admins from freelancer way back when when i first came to freelancer in 2005 or whatever is we had um a staff of admins and they each had like an area that they oversaw like as far as moderating and everything we did have a really strong team of moderators that would try and keep players in line both on like back then we had ventrilo we had one central ventrilo and then we had the game in-game moderators but um our admins like they each had like an area of gameplay that they were over and we had one that was specifically a tournaments and events admin and so i always thought of them as like like pillars of the leadership of the community at that time we didn't have dedicated um we didn't have devs that were like in the position that they are on discovery we had a a circle of contributors that added to the mod but the events we had you know an events admin they all still did some of like sanctions and warnings type stuff they kind of shared the load but they we didn't have a, a, a ton of those um need anyway to like hammer people on but um yeah the the admins had their own little area of games that they were over i, I think that's done for the topic right so, <laughs> for the events you, you have any, yeah, any, questions? Have any questions about the events guys i, I don't know like want to know anything about them i think we uh, i think we talked about it enough though yeah i think that uh i got everything i needed out of that particularly racer did you have any questions for lemon on this um no not really any any questions just uh yeah let, let the community do the work you know admins uh you know you guys just just plug in the cables but yeah, yeah. I mean, they could certainly be a, a balance check. Like, okay, we're not going to hand out credits for this. This is silly. But actually, one yes. thing I want to say. Well, yeah, but like you know, if, if oh, sorry, go ahead. If the first Armada wants to put in like you know a hundred million as as a as a credit, you know, you do things like that. But hundred million uh, dollars, like uh, real yeah. life dollars, yeah. Yeah, real life. <laughs> I will participate in every single event. Whole join first armada. Uh, one, last, one last thing, I want to give shout out to the forty sixth fleet, fifth fleet, and the order. Uh, I think that their uh, triple event idea, because uh, they're starting out. I know Sloppy the Roach is not very used to this. I think it's really good that they made a chain of free events because it basically allows you to fuck up in the first one. There were like clear issues with the design of it, uh, but basically you you try it out, right, and then you can fix it for the next one. So they're making it better. And then if you you screw up as well, then you can jump out to the third one. And I think the third event in this chain, you know, I think that's going to be like an amazing event for sure. Hopefully people will still keep interest. That's a sometimes a problem with events. You have the same theme. It, it mm -hmm. drops off by 30 to 50, sometimes even 80%. Uh, but for, for those guys to actually try making events, I think it's a really good idea to just make a chain and, uh, you know, adapt and change that. So are you aware, Lemon, that uh, Zentor and I almost derailed your first Which event? Hey, you have to be more specific. <laughs> the new, he's talking about the new the one event. New. <laughs> the, uh, the one in new. The one in new. The respawn the, event. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, so when uh, when the NPC started showing up and everyone was, was kind of trying to ban, the, you uh, eliminated the the um, the respawn. So once, yeah, you're yeah. Die, once you're dead, you're dead. Um, and the, all the nomad NPCs were around. So Zentor and I were flying around in camera ships and for whatever reason, they kept aggroing us. So, mm -hmm. oh, like I want to so say, then, don't, don't let, don't let haste uh, hear this because you will guys get banned and you will get all your <laughs> ships taken. Okay. So, uh, 
Listen, yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. you say, uh, this country right now, if you make any videos or say anything, it will be used against you. So be very careful, guys. Be very careful what you say, okay? Yeah, I don't know if Hayes has discovered our <laughs> podcast yet, but yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how many like quote unquote heads of state have uh, really kind of been listening in or tuning in or anything, but um, but no, I mean, but I mean, that's we weren't, we weren't doing it on on purpose or anything. We were just well, Mentor was uh, recording it. I, I kept trying to record don't it. Worry my about it. There was a, there was only up, one but, big uh, issue with that. With no, the event. We, what you guys did wasn't a big issue, but, uh, but I just forgot that if you die to NPCs, you are not PVP dead. <laughs> so people can come back. I didn't understand why, but then I fixed it, you know. Yeah, um, you don't have much time. Yeah, I, don't, right. I did yeah, wonder yeah, that yeah. too. So let's, let's, uh, you had the last topic, the official factions. Guys, obviously, I'm, as, as you know, I'm a, I'm a faction whore. You know, I, I'm one or two IC of three OFs and uh, I run unofficial factions. So I have very clear ideas about this. But what do you guys think? You know, you as primarily traders, what the hell is the point of an OF for a trading faction? What is your opinion on this? I my opinion is is the state of official factions is fairly sad and gimped, and I don't think that they have a huge um, incentive to to actually form largely these days. Uh, I, I think that they need a few more toys and better incentivization in, a, in order to get people to actually go towards them. I also think, like as we talked about in our last episode, that there should be better requirements for keeping your official status because I think that a lot of them finally get it and then they just fall off and they become ghosts. And yeah, I listen, just I listen to it. You actually reply and... to uh, you know within within certain pings, you have to reply to uh, every communication. You know, <laughs> one. Mm. Go ahead, Racer. What yeah. do you think? And and that for the record, that was that was just yeah, a, a I know, clean I know. Template, you, you know. You people have been trying add, to do this all the time. Add numbers or even like yeah, or even like you could ping as many times as you want, but like maybe after a mm. week you get a warning and then after two weeks the faction gets a a, a ding for activity, or something like but yeah, I I definitely agree that something needs to be done aside from just um the on server activity. Um and my my take on, on official factions similar to Zentor, um right now they're they're not really worth it. Um I'm sure people know by now, or at least people within the, the circles I operate in. Um, Jericho and I have restarted uh, or started up a universal shipping faction. Um, we got you know Zentor and a few others that are helping out, pitching in with it too. But uh, you know, so and our goal is officialdom. Um, we're not really shooting for any perks or anything. There's nothing um, you know that comes with officialdom that uh we're really shooting for other than just the fact that we we want to be the the main um liberty trade faction and yeah yeah the primary yeah. voice um we don't really care to get into the government or, or not if honestly if we don't even get an invitation i don't think it's a, that's a loss at all um but it's it's to fill a void um mm-hmm. and then uh you know from there zentor i don't know if you know this or not but our plan is also to go into bretonia and kusari and Ryan <laughs> conquer and, them all and, and galia we're gonna make trading factions <laughs> <everywhere. shipping. laughs> honestly i was wondering but, um, yeah. no, so it's, it's, why in the uh, it's it's really late so the children have tuned off why the fuck did you start universal shipping you know efl needs some love idf needs yeah. some freaking love you know like uh yeah, so we yes. we did kind of think about no. it. Um, so the so the main reason for Universal. So first off, um, Jericho and I we we came from USI back when it was called USI. Now it's called US with a, with a straight slash or whatever. Um, we we left under bitter terms. Um, did just did, did some other things. Um, but uh, Universal is kind of our our first love. 
And uh, with with the current official faction not really being active, we thought this is a good opportunity to come in and to to fill that void. Yeah, but racer, um, you know, like, so it's and plus I understand it's your first love. You know, sometimes you laugh. You have to move on. You have to move on. You know, forget about it. Your first love <laughs> might not be the best one. No, try something no, else. See. Go to Galia IDF so when? I can pirate IDF you IDF and give you, hand you my uh, toilet paper propaganda as I do with Sam Dennis, okay? So, yes. I mean, Packy yeah. is the best 5K or anyway. So, Packy for the win. <laughs> you, you can't move on. You've got to, you've got to look at the, the factions Facebook and talk to Instagram. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting very dark. Um, no, it's, it's just. Uh, yeah, it's our first love, and you know, but but maybe you know, maybe one day, you know, if we get this ball rolling and and things kind of simmer down with it, uh, yeah, maybe we go to Galley. We so we did talk about um, Jericho and I. We did talk about possibly going up um, and and being IDF, but I think at that time there was an IDF faction. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, dead. Hey, you know, maybe maybe it's in the cards. We'll I think we'll see what happens after this patch, and um, you know, first off, if if the game is still playable. Alright, race here. There are, there are trading factions, <laughs> like the two I think should be actually active in the game. Uh, no, three, okay. First of all, Samura, right? I know the uh, I, I know the guys that run it. I know that they just want to trade. But, uh, Kusari revolves around Samura and Kishiro, right? So the entire house is basically dead because it's not there. The whole story is, is built around these trading factions controlling the government and, and being corrupt. So, you know, th these are actually important to have RPing factions there. The other uh, other trading factions that I do think that it makes sense that they would try to RP a lot and, and try hard are EFL and Ajira. Ajira basically runs Liberty. You know, it's like an absolutely vital corporation. It's not being used, like the trade land wars. Yeah, I know. There's exactly. just no game. That's why you have right to come now, in. I, you guys who are psychopaths who like trading yes. for whatever reason, you know. <laughs> you come in and you jump into these factions and make them active yeah. because they're so vital to the actual story of discovery, you know. You yeah. know, you know, Lemon, um, as you said it a couple of times, you said about you know us loving trading. Um honestly, if I had an answer for you, <laughs> I'd give it. I have no idea why. I just I I love uh -huh. picking up like reinforced alloys or something, dropping it off at a base. I think what it yeah, is sure. because you see a tangible difference, um, you know. So like whether it's a project going on on a base or just you know supplying it, you, like you see those those numbers going up. I actually very rarely trade commodities, like just commodities for money. Um, see, I'm the opposite. Yeah, like I I I have to. For me, it's it's all about seeing the the numbers and and like I'm actually making a difference and like I see my work progressing I, I think that's what it is um but uh no i like I, I i love fighting too like i love doing missions and i love uh i like PvP. trade rp i, trade just, RP. I, I, I like trade commercial RP, too. rp yeah yeah if there, i mean yeah with that too like if there's a way that you know it makes the work viable so like that's I also love doing contract work so like you know can you deliver us some um, hundred thousand armaments you know, or, yeah, or yeah. something else that uh, isn't necessarily a POB item. I love that too. You know, because you, you get to see the work. Like I make spreadsheets and stuff. Yeah, and, to take it, to take all that. But that, uh, uh, if yeah, you bring I, it back to the topic that you were talking about. You don't have to be official to do this, right? There's just no need. So I, I want to actually, guys, tell you right now because right. I have the whole spectrum. I lead like uh, official factions, unofficial, you know, and stuff like that. Basically, three tech categories. This uh, one uh, official dom is absolutely vital for. 
and they just have to have it. And uh, can you guess who they are? Mm. It's basically factions nomads. that uh, the indie ID, no. either the indie ID, uh, is completely nerfed compared to official factions, or indie lore. Well, yeah, yeah, indie IDs that have like lost that like they, uh, they or don't have it's relevance an ID that in canon like for example maki right if you read the maki everything uh it's from three and a half years ago literally like because it did zero work uh, we brought it up and if you fly basically the entire like law based on info cards the, the the canon the lore of the faction is completely somewhere else right so if you would be playing the indie id for FLG, we lose the SRP battleship that is on, on the ID. Uh, we would be like uh, teleported back three years. So FLG, uh, AOI, AOI lost it uh, and they're gone, right? Like, don't see them anymore because they just have a brutally nerfed ID. So these are the factions that actually need it, either because, like, the Borneo Mining Syndicate was one of them that needed official dom. The minute we didn't get it, boom, done. There's just no point because you want it to be different. In the indies. So for those, yes, official don't make sense. It's actually vital. Uh, they have to keep it or they die. So that's the first category. Mm -hmm. Second one is like, yeah, it's 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 kind of nice. It's all right. This is when you usually have like semi-serious role players. Uh, and for example, you are a house lawful and you want to be in the government, right? And you want to change stuff. Uh, it's kind of important. Like right, right, right the military, you need to kind of have at least one military OF per house. Like at least one lawful should be an OF. Know, so it's kind of good to have. It's not a big deal if you actually mm -hmm. don't do there. So those are like the 46, you know, and RM. Gallic Navy is the same. Gallic Navy is both. We need at least one official faction in Gallia. And uh, this is, uh, they have the gendarmerie, you know, it's part of the Gallic Navy. So uh, it's different from the actual Indy ID. So it's in there. So it's kind of nice to have. It wouldn't be a disaster. And uh, there's a then there's a category where maybe the trading factions come in, but it's pretty much useless, right? <laughs> you, you do all the work, and it's for your ego. Basically, it's like an ego thing <laughs> that you make your OF, and yeah, you get a you get a 4.0 bonus, but you know you guys uh, enjoy sitting and mining anyway. Who, who, why do you care that you, you spend there 20% more time? You know, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Four well, point out I, mining is awesome. Because I want to <laughs> haul and I want to make that if, money. The fourth category. Um, I'm going to tell you about the so, fourth category. So. And this is very sad in the actual state of things. There are factions that being official is an active detriment to them. It's actually being unofficial is way better for them than being official. And I think the number one uh, thing that I would mention is DTR. Uh, I, if I was DTR leadership, I know that they might be thinking about it. Um, official is a mistake, straight up. Uh, I know that the other factions will like, go into them, but if you have a lot of... Right, so uh, okay, I'm going to tell the first armada, right? First armada. Uh, we made the mistake with 46. So if you remember, not sure, guys, if you were around, uh, 46 used to be what DTR is now. It was the like, number one faction on the server. Uh, it was by pretty wide margin, right? And uh, mm -hmm. and it was at a time where I just brought I uh, FLG to official dom. I brought uh, Union Course to official dom, right? And I was like, listen, my ego X, this is awesome. I I'm like invincible. I like bringing factions to official dom. It's so easy, you know. It's a project. Just like you fill a POB, I just bring a faction to official dom. People still come to me, you know. How do I make a faction official? I tell them like the ins and outs mm -hmm. and. Uh, how how you should basically manipulate the system so you you get to official them, 
and uh, Renegade, who did the uh, who did the jingle uh, in the start, he was the the leader of, of 46. He was like, no, 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 why would we go official? Mm -hmm. We're a fun faction. We are here for the beginners, you know, and we're number one on the server. Why would we change that? I was like, oh, come on, we're gonna we're gonna show those guys that told us that we're not high quality, you know, and uh, we're gonna change it, you know. So I basically I I am the reason. Like I did most of the work on the millions of threads and. Uh, I'm behind the like super messy project and stuff like that that, that pushed 46 to be official, uh, and, and sure enough, you know, I say this it, problem becomes that when you are official, you have to open like feedback threads. You open your feedback uh, to the community, and everyone who doesn't like you suddenly like throws there. You have to change stuff, uh, and sooner or later, like these big factions that want to take in beginners, that want to like uh, create a safe space for them, right? You come into the discovery, you want to have some people to play with. Uh, you make some mistakes, you know, and yeah, so what? You just everyone made mistakes when they started out, right? People just want to play with somebody. Uh, but the problem is that you basically open right. up the faction and open up these new people that you're trying to learn, uh, and you uh, open up your creative ideas. You want to try something new, and a lot of the time, if you are trying something new, uh, people will like shit on you, right? Like <laughs> we had the Renzo Liner uh, uh, be the flagship of our uh, of our mm. trading division. We got like so much flack for that, you know. And uh, the, the the thing is, uh, it's it basically you you create this <laughs> uh, this unsafe space for new players. You basically stifle creativity, and uh, sure enough, it happened in forty six. Actually, the the story uh... there was I was always an admiral, like told me oh you should you should lead this you know like it's like no 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 I'm, I'm working with Galia and at one point I like uh, I was playing 46 and I realized hang on I, d I don't know who this recruit is right I don't I don't even know who's this guy like flying in space I had no idea who it was uh, so actually like a weird thing I went undercover and I started from recruit you know in my own faction I was only using like presets that NPC uh, NPCs are using, you know. Like, <laughs> look at that, stay stay frosty, you know. Uh, I have a <laughs> so I, I like I had ten presets of these. Oh my gosh! <laughs> find out like what's happening, and yeah, it was like people started like you know they were like these clicks. Oh, I'm not gonna run into these people and all oh, these indies. We're not gonna invite them and stuff like that, you know. And it kind of it kind of it, it makes it so if you make an official faction, you start caring a bit more. Uh, usually, like people go after you, they have more channels to go after you. So yeah, these these big factions. And by the way, who who taught me this is Sam Dennis. Like I I was asking, hey, hang on, why why isn't GMS official? Like, well, you will get bigger. You mine all the time, right? Why don't you make it? It's like no, no. We have friends. We just play together. You absolutely don't need this. You know, you stick around. They have Moon. You know, they have some of the older guys that <laughs> they speak like. English sometimes, you know, and uh, yeah, actually, GMS was the the number one faction that made me start to look at the benefits of just being unofficial. I, 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 like I never even considered it before. Like, well, the path is obviously to go to officialdom, but then after looking at GMS and some of my own projects like Cryer and stuff, it's like we're just comfortable, you know, just RPing. We can do so what Dennis, we want. Dennis we don't have to face criticism. So it's, I mean, it's about the goal. So yeah, that right? is Again, a good point. Benefits and, and the negatives, right? Uh, if you are a faction like uh, like you are wild, you like Faze, and uh, Faye got a lot of flack. No AOI like went to gank them. You know they just went to Ga never went to Gallia. And when Faye started first, they were going for officialdom. Uh, AOI just I don't know. It was like the vagrant Arab wars. I don't even understand it. They just went to like wipe them. All these aces from AOI, you know. Uh, but the thing is, you, you don't really have a choice because your ID doesn't work as an indie. You just have to do it. 
some of those middling factions like okay you need at least one house lawful so at least someone is in the government you know okay probably it's worth it but then you will face this trouble but if you don't have this ambition right you have no pixel ambition and you want to actually have a fun atmosphere you will be open to creativity make mistakes have new players yeah unfortunately being official is actively like bad and i'm not even sure what would change like in this in this aspect you know like i don't think it, it can change for this faction DTR make it happen, but even with DTR, like you can you can find sometimes the atmosphere is because they are official. People go after them, you know. They get paranoid with the sanctions, you know, and stuff like that. People sanction them a lot more. Uh, where when we played first Armada and our guy, like you know, <laughs> barely does one too. I was like, oh, listen, he's a new guy. He plays for a week, you know. Like, of course I gank you and help him out. Like, what do you expect, you know? <laughs> that's like that's basically what happens. And we have no feedback thread. If you noticed, it was like closed <laughs> first, and I. I learned from that. If you want to give us feedback, come to our... And I actually had people like, <laughs> oh my God, you, you played badly. I, I have a file. This happened. This is, I'm not making this up. A guy PM'd me in the game. I have a file on First Armada. I'm saving everything and I'm going to use it. The moment you apply for official DOM, I'm going to use it in your feedback. <laughs> I'm going to like stop you. And I was like, oh... That's cool, but we're never gonna be fucking official. What a tool! Oh my god! Because I, <laughs> because I learned, and <laughs> because I was an idiot. You do you, boo. We dropped off brutally. It, it wasn't like um, like me and Renegade started forty sixth, and we got ousted from our own faction. You know, like it, we can be like sometimes bitter. Oh yeah, you know the the decline and they failed even. No, it it wasn't because of that. It was because we went official. We started like talking too much in in, in high command chats to like caring about the the little guy. You know. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I agree with your point. I think to uh, basically besides the necessary factions like AOI and and face. Uh, you need to add more trinkets, right? Like LPI, for example. Why doesn't an official faction have a have like a longer cruise disruptor, you know? Or uh, they have no dock already, but you need to you need to put like cool shit that people would actually go after. I think yeah. I like your idea. I know I pooped on your parade a little bit there, Zentor, because you <laughs> you came up with this new idea. Oh, uh, official factions can make a bonus, you know? I was like, oh, uh, yeah, Zentor. They could have done it for uh, ten years now, you know. <laughs> No, that's fine. <laughs> they just didn't use the plugin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but exactly. So I mean, it's that's just what I, I think. I think official factions really need more toys and, and strings to pull in order to actually make them worth yeah. having their niche. One thing, one and, thing uh, I have a, that was the goal. I with have that. advice for you, Zentor. Uh, I, you know, like, I, I run, I run like some of the biggest factions on the server. Uh-huh. I draw like blood out of rock not, in, not in Gallia, right? Like, okay. Well, so that's to your own horn, <laughs> but, but gonna... uh, you know. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm. It's, this, these are just facts. I'm not boasting. I'm just stating facts, <laughs> right? right? Uh, the the point is, people see this as a game. You will get maybe a couple guys that are hardcore about it, but you have to make stuff. Even the smallest like obstacle in people not doing it, they will not do it, and that's exactly. They are. This is this community boost, right? You can boost community by like thirty or forty percent. It's been in perks for years. It hasn't been done in like four years or three years or something. What a faction yeah, perks? So, yeah, no, yes, it's a faction perk that you can boost the community for up to a month, right? It's been there. Oh, for, boost the commodity. Yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah. seen one in yeah. years. 
So what you have to do when you come up with this, you have to make it as simple as possible, you know. Even even then, people just don't use that stuff. Like to take compatibility, com- compatibility mm-hmm. right? They basically nerfed a lot of uh, power cores to 75%. And people get one post. That's it. One post. Hey, listen, buy the ship. Okay, is that right? And those are like RP kind of allies. And you can basically send it. I think it's been used like seven times, you know, in whatever the year that it's been used. So, yeah, you... When you're thinking about the, the official perk factions, yes, you can have higher requirements. I agree with you guys. You can think about some role-player uh, role requirement. At the same time, like you need to give them perks that are easy to use, that they don't have to struggle with. Uh, and your uh, your idea with the plugin, I think absolutely there should be a perk. Like it, it, Just like tech compatibility, I still don't think people will use it enough. People are just so lazy, you know? Like <laughs> It seems like you care and you come with an idea. Right and like our con con contest and stuff like that. In the end, only a couple of people actually go for it. You know, you have to make it easy, as simple as possible. Uh, one thing that I, I would recommend you from like Dota, if they introduce a new hero, they make it OP for on purpose, right? They just basically bring it in because people aren't used to that at all. They are not playing that hero. Uh, they would make it uh, on purpose like uh, overpowered, and then uh, it happens over and over and over again. And then like next patch, like oh sorry, we didn't know, you know. Oh, <laughs> Okay. mistake <laughs> nice. we're 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 nerfing it back you know uh-huh. when people like the abusers came in i think when you introduce a new idea oh haste is completely against this like completely against this mindset but don't be afraid like creating imbalances like you know like you you make a perk uh for a week to boost uh, boost your uh, regular commu- commodity to or levels you know or even mm-hmm. above or levels you know yeah. don't be afraid of that and basically making it easy uh first you know, this is an old game, like the conservative ideas, <laughs> they will remain here. So, yeah, this, this is what needs to happen with the official faction perks. And I think people have to see this to actually want to be official unless they are in the must have category. They have to see like clear, tangible things that will happen with them uh, now that uh, the working groups are gone. Right. It used to have impact on the story. Right. This is my biggest pet peeve. I know, you know, when you talk about with the story guys, like, oh, everyone was like power pixeling and. Uh, they were always like pushing for their faction. So we just closed it all down, right? They just closed the communication that was there between houses uh, and representatives. We're like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to deal with this shit. People are rude. I, you know, hire a fucking mod. We don't tell someone to moderate this. Exactly. The More communication is always better rather than closing <laughs> doors. Yes, just mute people. You know, we we did we do this in Discord. So I, there was a guy that you know obviously was trolling, and I'm always too late. I was believing people too much, you know. And then you know, like muted him for a week. Just do that. Mute them for a week. Have clear rules. Yeah. Take those snowflake uh, devs, you know, that want to focus on their stories, you know, and bring them only. You have this like middle guy, you know. If if really you really can't have the working groups where the devs are, just have a middle guy there that would just uh, lead the discussion. Uh, have those, you know, the the governments and the unlawfuls argue between each other that who gets uh, specific pixels and go into these runs and then distill the information and then bring it to the devs. Who gets specific pixels? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's good points all around. Yeah. All right, guys. I think I have yeah. an hour and a half. I think we went longer than you guys even wanted. Right? <laughs> hey, yeah, you absolutely. Know, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll go. Hey, if it's content, man, we'll we'll go as long as. Uh, <laughs> As we no want, one's gonna know. listen to this if we go too far, though. So true, true. Um, um, but uh, yeah, so so to kind of wrap it up, um, yeah. So I I absolutely agree that uh, you know with as much as I think that there should be um, more requirements on official factions, there definitely needs to be more of a perk. Um, 
you know, with Universal, I'm going official them mainly for for personal ego. Um, it would be okay. cool to to get to official them. Um, but even other Gala other instead, fact, you know, we need you. We need you in Gala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know like i said this this patch drops we'll see how things go and uh yeah if everything goes goes uh well not everything you know with patches things you know some things will go haywire but uh yeah if overall if it's still playable then you know we'll we might expand but uh but anyway yeah so so to your points absolutely um and and also i i kind of pinpointed it in uh inner thread Zentor with talking about the trading bonuses um and rping with with other factions Is anyone going um, for that by the way I, like was there a single thing like going for it Zentor? nobody has contacted me directly <laughs> aws was working on some generating some ideas but nothing has come through yet yeah because i thought it's pretty simple it's make some rp and contact me let's do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah was, i mean you're yeah your your stuff is is definitely simple but uh no so my my uh my my thing is, you know, you could also wrap in um, other non-trading factions as well. So, like for example, um, you know, and you could you have to be official in order to do this. But if you know, say Universal, we get official dumb um, first. You know, I know I know you're saying you're not necessarily wanting to be official, but say for whatever reason, first Armada is official. Um, you come to us and say, hey, we're working on this project to boost um, our Secondary turrets uh, firing rate from um, whatever it is, like what is it, five point three? Um, what if it's a boost up to like five point nine or six point three, something like that? Like actually, um, PVP advantage, you know, no, 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 you can't have PVP yeah. advantage, but it's like you can unique refire, you know, like on snaps you have seven hundred at a seven fifty, uh, you make like pulses and normal guns like seven twenty five, whatever, you know, it, it can't actually bring PVP advantage. Uh, that would kind of be troublesome. The flock would be massive against that. But yeah, but uniqueness. Yeah, it would. Uniqueness is a, a well, really good. You know, then then those those people that want to bitch about it, okay, make your own official factions <laughs> and get your own boosts. Yeah, maybe, but yeah. that's the thing. It's like, it, but but make it make it revolving to where it has to be monthly things. So like, okay, Universal, we have to bring a hundred thousand um, things of this, fifty things, uh, fifty thousand things of this, but it has to be done monthly in order for the perk to remain. Yeah. If it's not done, if the role play is not done, then the factions lose their perk. But also have it to where um, if the perk takes, um, you know, has hold with with the um, with the PvP faction, then okay, well then the trading faction gets a little perk, maybe a, a boost to the the cruise speed um or thruster speed or, or something like that so then that way everyone gets a little perk so that way what it does is it, it involves everybody to do the role play and it involves everybody it involves the fighters and it involves the economy as well so it makes everyone kind of work hand in hand and and uh i'm sure there's something yeah. to explore there for as i said you know like don't, yeah. don't be don't be afraid to uh, you, you can always like introduce an op concept they say, oh, my bad, you know, but <laughs> then, then people are used to doing this. They're used to an actual process. You basically manipulate them, you know, like you, Zentor, could say, mm -hmm. oh, we have uh, for 24 hours, you can get 2x, you know, you can get uh, for 200 mil per hour for 24 hours in that perk, you know, <laughs> and force yeah. people to actually trying it, you know. I think, you know what, I it, this is the thing, even I freaking forget, like in right on military, there's a clear commodity, like the Gallic Navy, they have biostability monitors. It's like you you mm -hmm. you slap that on Marines and you know uh, you can uh, like monitor their health status like uh, from afar, right? 
even I can uh, introduce uh, uh, drugs into bloodstream and stuff like that. And then the uh, Rhineland military and Gallia are cooperating. I happen to be one or two IC of both of those factions. I'm trying to figure out how not to <laughs> not to be biased, which I'm always trying, you know. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like stuff like that. Um, I actually might throw it on your desk, and if you deny it, you know, obviously, uh, we will we will have uh, very stern feedback. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst dev ever. Yeah, definitely do it. Go for it. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, this has been quite a lot of things that we've talked about, and we probably should wrap this up. Um, Lemon, thank you so much for being part of the community and for being part of our show today. Um, if there's anything you want to say before we wrap this up, and then I'll open up for Racer to close it down. Obviously, so uh, listen, is the, is the end. I want to uh, shout out to DJ Renegade. Again, I'm going to say for the third time, come to First Armada. He actually does DJ sessions, right? So if you mine, if you pew somebody, come to First Armada Discord. He he, he takes requests. Uh, we have a bunch of fun with the, with the GIFs. Shout out to Dennis, of course, as I said. Uh, I know you can think of what you want about him. Uh, but uh, he's been like my father, you know, who told me not to take the game too seriously. <laughs> you know, <laughs> thanks everyone in FLG, First Armada, Gallic Navy, Kaiser Lucia Rheinwehr, Bretonia Rockrages, the Core Force. I lead too many. Factions, you know? I <laughs> hey, but you, you know, and I, I wanted to say this earlier, but we, we got onto other things. But uh, you know, kind of kind of going back to you, Lemon. Um, you know, I, you and I, we've we've even had our debates and our arguments and stuff, and we've not seen eye to eye. But hey, the track record is there. Wherever Lemon's at activities there so that's a big kudos to you i definitely think you are a good for the community um and and if i if i'm gonna i'm gonna say some facts you know that are definitely not both yeah no no you're you're so <laughs> humble one thing uh, is uh, <laughs> i'm i'm myself my, myself i'm like surprised at how like relatively little overlap is between my factions so if you look at the first armada and flg i feel like one guy is in both you know it just doesn't happen. So I think uh, if I could give advice to anyone that wants to run their faction and wants to be successful, uh, fuck off with the ego, you know? Like, if you see someone, if you actually see someone that uh, that shows promise, you know, just give them power. It Sometimes it's going to backfire. Like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> I got kicked out of my own faction. It will happen. But I think in the long run, it's it's just worth it, you know? If you see someone that, that puts in the effort... Give them power, give them responsibility, and end it out. You know, it's that's it's basically the only secret why my factions are successful. First Armada, I do like twenty percent of the work. You know, everyone else has the power. Uh, niche functions are that, but yeah, if, if if you are listening to this and you want to build your own faction, that's basically the number one takeaway you can take from this. You know, people <laughs> believe that they are good. You know, and. Uh, uh, Take your ego and give give part of the power to them. You know what? And last and not least, I want to thank you guys. Like seriously, like I, I didn't even dream that a podcast like this would be possible. You know, what, uh, tell me, what's your actual motivation for doing this? You know, I want to know. You know, what's the what's the we are in discovery freelancer. Uh, what's the what's the scheming here? What, what are you I'll never to, tell you know, my secrets. We want we want we want to be uh, uh, the undercover admins of no. Discovery. I mean. I wanted to provide a voice for as many people as possible uh, and make my way around the community and hear everybody's perspective on things and be able to make sure that I have an environment that I can create a platform for people to broadcast what they think about the game without being buried in shit posts. So, it, you know, yeah. that's that's my idea. So the, the, really, the so I've always kind of joked with uh, Firewolfie. Um, talking to voice chats because we we go on long tirades. We talk about the the community and mods and patches and things like that. 
And we've always joked, oh, we should just make a podcast. Well, there was a thread Zenon made about a month ago, and or probably two months ago by now. Um, and it, it just the usual suspects. It just completely derailed. Didn't even turn into what it was originally about. Is about the barges coming in, clearing out POBs of, of ores and everything. So um, that oh, yeah, that was that the maddest I've ever seen uh, Zenon. And I've always said, you know, you fucked up whenever you piss off Zenon. <laughs> he's 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 always the guy telling me, "Hey, racer, you know, calm down. You know, take a deep breath, and you know, think about other things." And and uh, for him to be that mad, I've never heard him that mad before. Um, so I made the joke. I said, well, we should just make a make a podcast. And, uh, you know, from there, it, it just turned into what it was. And, and to Zentor's point, that's that's really, I think, what started it was that that post by Zenon is. Um, and then and then Zentor kind of gave us a, a vision of, of what it is. And that's what it is. It's a platform that's that's away from those people that shit post and and don't really provide any real feedback um because we all know this thread yeah but i want all those people on my podcast eventually we're making our rounds (laughs) we're gonna run out of the good guests we need need those shit posters eventually but uh yeah so that and that's you know that's what it is it's uh you know we we see those people that post and it's like well this sucks and then you ask okay well why does it suck it's like because it's dumb okay nothing's being done here let's have a conversation why does it suck why is it dumb so um this this podcast really kind of illuminates that and and even with this podcast you know we we had some differences and we had some takes on things but there's a reason why we have those takes and we were able to communicate that effectively and hey even if we still don't agree um still you know the, there's there's a different perspective out there um and that's and i we think we said in our first episode we want people from across the aisle eventually on the show as well so we've been trying to like getting around to people that we are know and familiar with that are comfortable with being with us to eventually like let them know like hey we're not going to attack you when you come to our show so please you know jump on and <laughs> we'll have you even Absolutely. if you are i must say i, I it's, it's been wonderful for me like listening to the podcast because like, last week you know i was like holy shit it's like this entire new world of like Zoners and freelancers. I didn't know a single person. You know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Those, uh, he's like, oh, I play for, uh, I play the Discovery freelancer, you know, for like two hundred years, <laughs> and I'm looking every day. I was like, what? Who? Who are? Yeah, you? I was like, who, who is this like, guy? What, yeah, what yeah. I, I and, loved hearing uh, some Excel? of the. I never heard of yeah, some of the firsthand accounts from some of these people. It's like really cool. But, yeah, and yeah. stories you've never heard yeah, of. And and I was stuff. like, what the fuck? Kind of like. Uh, Exactly, it's like a world within the world in discovery, you know. Like, so I I think that the the podcast is good. As I said, the most important thing will not get people to do everything, right? You, you can't change a PvP to to trade uh, for a POB uh, for fifty hours. It's just not. But you know, like just hearing the the points of view from someone you never like, who is completely away from your bubble. It was last week, you know, like the exploration. Uh, I'm I'm in a uh, I'm actually in Gukusari's faction now. I've looked twice, you know. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. So thank you so much, guys, for doing this and uh, opening the horizons of uh, of us people locked in our own bubble. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and part of the show too is is just like what you said is to I- introduce people that may have been even here for a long time that not many people may not know about. So um, just just kind of. <laughs> community meeting the community here so um and that only happens when when people like you want to come on so definitely appreciate you too lemon for for coming on and uh sharing your story and kind of telling us what you're all about and um yeah we definitely like you on the podcast i think lemon we're gonna put on the the um kind of chalk on the the tally for uh, a repeat guest at some point for sure yeah 
<laughs> yeah, I, I want to thank you because usually I actually do interviews myself, right? Like uh, I do uh, uh, like, uh, interviews in poker and I interview celebrities. So it's like a first time when uh, I was uh, at the other end. And <laughs> you will notice I was actually asking you guys questions. <laughs> no, it's way through. I was okay. going to make a comment. I was like, are we the guest and he's the host? <laughs> Pushing the show along. <laughs> I, I do. I do I, I do apologize for jumping into for asking you questions and you talking for ten minutes and then for swearing. All right, I usually do eighteen plus streams, so mm. I want to apologize. It's okay, to I the I've sworn in every single episode up to now. So <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> right. So thank you so much, guys, and you know, hopefully, I'll see you somewhere in space, and hopefully, you uh, uh, you guys that started the US. Uh, put your ego aside and come to Galia and make it alive and uh, the FLG life easier. You know, I don't like the yeah, gates, absolutely. man. I, I can't. Uh... You like the gates? I love the gates. <laughs> all right let's wrap this up racer so yep. all right thanks everyone for watching and we'll be seeing you on the next episode of the podcast later <laughs>